Hi, Dan. Lex. It's, hey. it's so great to see you again. It's so great to, well, I, I can't really see you, but it's so great to hear your voice. And it's it's so great to have you hear my voice. <laughs> I feel like something's been missing from my life, and, and now I know what it was. It's you and me watching movies that most of the world has seen, but that somehow we've missed. Yeah, uh, as it turns out, that is not a short list. That list was not entirely comprised by the 13, 12, 12 movies that we watched in our first season. Right, but well, we did see some classics. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Die Hard. The Karate Kid. Uh, Field of Dreams. Uh, vacation. It was, uh, it was nice. Yeah. And now, I, no, I was are... saying you should go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think to your point, we have not yet uh, even scratch the surface of the amount of movies that most people know that you and I uh, accidentally missed the first time around. It's true. As we were going through our list of movies for this this particular episode, I think we uh, we tossed out an easily like probably a dozen movies. Uh, at least, yeah. Um, some of which were more popular than others, and some of which were uh, we had various levels of familiarity with. Right. But I think we I think we've set it on a good one to kick off our our second season, and we should say. Um, by the way, that we are we're joining you live. No, we're not live. We're joining you on our our new partners at the Incomparable Radio yeah. Network. So, and thank you to the Incomparable for welcoming welcoming us with open robot arms. That was very nice of them. Uh, Boing Boing you're was very good. You're welcome, Lex. <laughs> yes, that was a good robot impression. Thank you. You're if welcome. that was a movie reference, I haven't seen it. Uh, nope. Uh, we should also thank Tom Poston. Maybe yes. Tom Poston. I don't know. We are going to mispronounce his name, but he is responsible for the incredibly awesome new logo that we have. Because Tom works or has a connection with, he works at Flipboard, but he has a special connection of some sort with a a movie theater. And he got them to actually put Not Playing With Lex and Dan on the marquee so he could take 8,000 photographs of it. And it's not just a movie theater. I got to say, the it looks particularly awesome because it's got like the neon light. It's like an old school movie marquee, oh, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's got the neon lights and everything. I, I am, I was, I was giggling a little bit. I was a little bit giddy. I have to admit. Yeah. So you can uh, you can find Tom at at J Tom P O S T O N at J Tom P O S T O N. So thank you, Tom Poston or Poston. You are a great person or porson, <laughs> and or a porpoise. Yeah. Uh, as long as we are thanking people, we were a little remiss, I think, in our first season for thanking the wonderfully talented. Chris Breen mm. for composing the interstitial music that you hear in you, you will only hear it if you listen to the commentary only episodes because it is the, is the music that elides shall we say the actual watching of the film <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you've heard any of the commentary only tracks that's that's Chris Breen rocking the piano yeah, so we uh, a lot of people thanked. It's not just me and Lex. A lot of work right. goes into this show. And, of course, Jason Snell was really the man behind the Incomparable Incorporated who invited us to join the fold. Who you may remember because he never saw The Karate Kid. The well, Karate Kid? <laughs> nobody's seen that one. I still haven't seen that. But uh, he did join us on the, the final episode of season one, The Karate Kid episode. Maybe we'll have him back at some point. I don't know. The future is uh, uncertain. Yeah. I, I'm open to guests. I, I want to I wanna thank you, Lex, <laughs> for not having seen so many movies. Well, you're quite welcome. I, I want to thank you for the same. I will say the day we're recording this... Uh, the um it's tuesday april 29th spoiler uh 
the uh, the cast list for a new Star Wars movie came out, and I was thinking, great, now I'll have even more Star Wars movies I haven't seen. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to one of those later in this season because I, I know there's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. But tonight's selection uh, that we mutually agreed upon, which neither of us has seen, correct, is Fargo, the 1996 classic Fargo. Not to be confused with the 2014 series on, I think, FX. Right. Nor to be confused with the Ben Affleck hit, Argo. Nor to be confused with the city of Fargo. I'm pretty sure it's about that city. I guess it should be confused with that one. Now, I know several things about this movie. What do you know? Um, All right. So I can tell you Frances McDormand Mm -hmm. plays Mm -hmm. the main role. I believe she's a sheriff um, with a wicked Minnesotan, Wisconsin, North Dakotan accent. Is that Midwest Plains, right. North Midwest One of those accents. I don't know if I could have told you she was the star or the the lead role. But I think I she, she was nominated role. for an Oscar for this. I do not recall if she won or not, but I believe she was nominated. What else do you know? Um, I think William H. Macy is in it as well. <laughs> You've taken every single thing I had to say. I mean, I <laughs> William H. Macy's in it. I also think Steve Buscemi is in it. That sounds right to me. And uh, I believe... It's, Co- it's the Coen brothers. Right. And who I this is kind of sacrilegious to say, I guess, but they're kind of hit and miss for me. Sometimes I, I really like, and sometimes I really don't. No, like. I, I completely agree with you. I've seen some movies from them I really like, and I've seen some movies from them that I was like, well, that was odd. I finished one and I was like, oh, brother, where are the past two hours of my life? Zing. Yeah. You've been saving that one? You wrote no. that down for like three days ago, right? I, I improved it. I improved it just now. Wow. Wow. You really brought up the game on season two. The, um, the, there's one more thing I know about this. Uh, I don't know if I could have told you offhand that it was a Coen Brothers movie, but I, I believe that somebody is either murdered with a wood chipper or kills themselves with a wood chipper. I, I think that maybe that is a body disposal, but I, too, am familiar with... Like, that was the scene that was always referenced to me right. Right. in this movie was... There's a lot of there, snow There's in. a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. So I, a little bit, like, funny. It's it, As many Coen Brothers movies are, I think it's, you know, reputed to be uh, funny but dark. Right. Right, funny but dark, like you, funny but dark. I, that's very true. Very Netflix true. thinks Netflix, which has this movie available for streaming, thinks that I would give it three point seven stars. What uh, does it think you would give it? Three point six, oddly enough. Mm. But the average of nine point six million, or really nine point seven million ratings, is three point eight stars. So neither that's... of us, Netflix thinks, will like it as much as the average person. But pretty close. Pretty right. close. It sounds like a pretty solid. Like not a lot of. Like wavering in there right. in that three point six range. Yeah, yeah. The average is around three point seven for how much we're going to like this. All right. Well, uh, well, I guess we'll see exactly how that goes. Well, here's the thing. Before we watch the movie, yes. I want to talk about one thing. Just one. Just one thing. Okay. Is that okay with you? Uh, yeah, that's all right. Well, here's what I want to tell you. Uh, as you and I both have mothers, at last check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking um, of funny but dark, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you want to, it's easy enough to forget Mother's Day, but our listeners should not. They should know that Sunday, May 11th is Mother's Day. If Actually, you're, not even if you're our listeners, really any of you. Right. Everybody, whether you're Everybody. listening to this or not, yeah. please remember. But uh, if you're notorious for forgetting special occasions, don't forget the sweetest day of all. It's Mother's Day. Again, it's Sunday, May 11th. And our listeners, Dan, can order giant, freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Whoa. Berries starting at nineteen ninety nine. That's over 40% savings. That is a lot of savings on some giant strawberries. Or they can double the berries for just $10 more. Well, I'm going to tell you how to get there and what to do. But the, the key thing to remember is when you go to Sherry's Berries, when we'll give you the URL soon, click on the mic in the upper right corner and use our code 
not Which is, playing. Okay. Our not code playing. is not playing. And if you're yeah. like, do I do one word? Do I do two words? They actually don't care. It's just use not playing. However you want to write it, it's fine. Now, Dan, you and I each got sent some of these berries. We did. It's true. Uh, it was a quite impressive box that showed up on my doorstep. Yeah. Because they've got this whole, so, you know, because these are chocolate dipped, you don't want them to melt, right? So they've got this whole, like, clever insulation system, too. So it's like it's like when you order like steaks online or something. Right. But like, yeah, it's great. So you you open up and and let me tell you, uh, they look pretty darn impressive. They're gigantic. First of all, these They're these are really clearly large. like I mean, genetically modified strawberries. I mean that in a good way. Like these are enormous strawberries. They're the best of the the best of the best. They dip them in either white chocolate, milk chocolate, or dark chocolate, and then they dip those dipped strawberries in chocolate chips, nuts, or my favorite decorative swizzle. I think um, the ones I preferred, there was a chocolate chip one that had kind of like the dark chocolate and chocolate oh, chips. I think that was my favorite because I'm kind of a huge fan of chocolate. And I have to say, um, my my girlfriend is allergic to strawberries, which really just meant more for me. Yeah. Well, the thing I, is, I was like, oh, these are delicious. I'm sorry, dear. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's also health food, right? Because it's strawberries. So yeah, it's exactly. I did not feel guilty about eating those giant chocolate chip strawberries at all. And this is what she should send to your mom for Mother's Day. This is this is the gift to end all gifts for Mother's Day. I bet your mouth is watering now, and so don't wait long. And order now before the Mother's Day deal ends. This is what you got to do. Visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com to order. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in not playing. Again, go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone and type in not playing. The deal expires Friday at midnight, so make sure you order now. Now. Now, now, now. now. So, so not the other Friday, but this Friday. So you got you to gotta get on this. Yeah, well, and of course, you know, while you should get these for your mother, if you feel like adding a couple, you know, an extra set for yourself, just to give them a try and make sure that you're sending your mother a quality product. That's fine, we, too. We encourage that by all means. And listen, if you want to send us extra Sherry's Berries, you can DM either one of us, and we will happily send you our address to send us Sherry's Berries. <laughs> well, thank I'm you, glad. Yeah, thank you, Sherry's Berries, for the, the sponsorship. We really appreciate it. Um, and they pay sure. us strictly in strawberries. <laughs> yeah, podcasting is not a uh, a high profit margin industry, but <laughs> at least you get food that you can you know subsist upon. Yeah. Are you ready to watch Fargo? I am pretty darn ready. So I am paused, Dan. Yeah. So, oh, tell me. Sorry. When are you paused? Well, I went to the uh, the lion. The Metro Golden Mayor lion has faded away, and uh, according to Netflix, there is one thirty seven fifty eight left. And I'm paused on a solid black screen. That appears to be where I am. All right. So if that's where you are too, then you can follow along by pressing play in three, two, one. Well, this is good so far. I don't even know what polygram is. It's more than one gram. <laughs> I need a polygram worth of drugs, please. <laughs> a true story. I don't feel like that's true. I feel like the saying I that d- it's I a don't true know, story is a lie. It could be based on a true story. I see. I think it's just pure Coen Brothers bullshit right off the bat. <laughs> Those guys do not not screw around. <laughs> Somewhere in North Dakota. I feel like this movie probably isn't going to make me want to go to North Dakota. 
Just so you know, although the film is completely fictional, the Coen brothers claim that many of the events that take place in the movie were based on true events from other cases that they threw together to make one story. Are you reading Wikipedia or is that just your inference? Wikipedia. No, you can't be cheating this early. I, I, all I checked was to see if it was really a true story. I'm not a big fan of the title sequence already. I don't like the way they're spacing out poor William H. Macy's last William name. William H. Macy. Nailed it on the Buscemi. That's the only time that phrase has ever been spoken. <laughs> it's pretty snowy there. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, Harv Presnell. I love Harv Presnell. Are you Harvey? Faking? Is he Harvey? I don't know. No, oh, I sorry. actually know who he is. He's got like the old guy's ball. He's got like a white mustache. Oh, the old guy. Yeah. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh, Peter Stormare. Uh, most famous for his Cohen brother in the um, in Big Lebowski. He plays the nihilist. I only saw Big Lebowski once and I remember almost nothing about it. It's a weird movie. Are those... That's that's not I a think traditional it's a trailer. snow tire. I think it's I think it's a trailer. Okay. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. That's a, do they even make Oldsmobiles anymore? My grandmother had one. That's like a traditional grandmother car. Wow. Putting the old in Oldsmobile. <laughs> I don't know. That's like it had to be somebody's motto, right? Uh, not theirs. <laughs> Or if it is, it might explain why they no longer make them. Fun and really good overtures. Fargo is an acronym. It's an Oldsmobile towing an Oldsmobile. It's a Toadsmobile. That's uh, pretty meta. I think this is in Fargo, North Dakota. I don't know what clues you're in, but I believe it. Now I'm hungry for bar food already. The King of Clubs is all decked out. It's William H. Macy. He couldn't have stomped his boots on the welcome mat? No one is welcome in Fargo, North Dakota. (laughs) Hi, I'm Televisions and Films, William H. Macy. Steve Buscemi and Peter Stormare. Okay, we pretty much just identified most of the main cast. Bert Dombrosier is also my daughter's name. (laughs) I just started to worry that all my favorite characters are going to die in this movie.
Yeah, Jerry. Oldsmobile sells everybody. Um, this is not in Fargo, just in case you were wondering. We appear to be in Minneapolis. Harv Fresnel. Harvey. You know, know everybody. I, I do. They're playing the who? The St. Louis who? <laughs> My parents used to have that oven. Does your mom have that sweater? No. That's not an Elizabeth shoe sweater. <laughs> it shoe isn't. That's exactly what I was thinking I would do I was, there. I'd do that at McDonald's. How wealthy can this guy be if he wears a tracksuit? Hey, it's the luxury of the rich. <laughs> but um, Third base. that's all right that is quite a father-in-law that's the kind of father-in-law i want to be one day what's he been in because you know him Uh, i said big lebowski and a bunch of other stuff was he He on the show prison break i don't know he totally was that's what i know him from He should buckle up. It's what are they going to hit? It's North Dakota. <laughs> Is that a one-stop shop? Yeah. It's an all a full-service IHOP. <laughs> International House of something. <laughs> International House of something, something. Like if it. I'm not mistaken. What a winning smile. (laughs) 
I'm in sales, so I can really sympathize. <laughs> I hate I hated shopping for cars. One day I'll tell you how to buy cars. I'm good at it. Oh boy. He Ding. won. Ah, Paul Bunyan. Not as large as I would have said. <laughs> I don't know. Compared to that car, he's pretty huge. <laughs> well, I hope they got their pancakes. It seems like awkward. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, everything about that scene. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to know which Tonight Show. It was Carson. <laughs> that kid has incredible hair. I like that salt and pepper shaker. Sunny D. Not the purple stuff. <laughs> wow. Jeez, I'm going to have to totally cancel that plan to kidnap my wife. Something tells me he won't. <laughs> Are you suggesting that awkward hijinks might ensue? I am suggesting that awkward hijinks might ensue. Thanks, Shep. Major help. Oh, sure. Call his cellular phone. Yeah. That guy didn't look like a Shep, to be honest. 
I, I don't want to hear about your profiling, okay? Just because he doesn't look like a shepherd. I do like his driving gloves. You gotta have driving gloves. I like his sweater. I think he does have to talk, by the way. What kind of scam is this guy running, Dan? I don't know, but it involves a fax machine, so it can't be good. (laughs) And lots of money. There's a lot of pigs in this household. (laughs) I don't think all of them could fit on, on a boat. Yeah, I think there's a risk. I think he's in denial. (laughs) 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 These guys are pros.
What? <laughs> Why did he just go in through the... <laughs> she ran up. That's always a mistake. Well, at least she got the phone, except for the cord that's outside. Yeah, they caught on to that cord available situation. <laughs> Maybe that phone will slow him down. Oh, man, those crank windows are terrible. I'm not sure that these guys are professional kidnappers, <laughs> to be honest. She was really smart. She hid in the bathtub. That guy has a double-edged safety blade shaver. A wet shaver, if you will. Worst robbery ever. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Is he wearing a bathrobe? No, oh, this is jacket. Okay. Yeah, it's just a... Uh-oh. Well, this went awry. And it was a really well-laid plan. <laughs> but he's got six figures from the car rental people Yeah, I don't think he gets it. They're not a bank, Jerry. They're not a bank. There's one thing we can all agree on. Take the finder's fee. 
Boy, that did not go according to plan. That's a nice, nice shot, though. It looks like wallpaper. A lot of these things did not go according to plan today. Yeah, he's basically the opposite of Walter White. Have you seen Breaking Bad? I have not. I might be a little long for an episode, though. <laughs> I am very disappointed, though. You should make a priority to watch Breaking Bad. I'll just make a quick podcast about it every episode. <laughs> is he going to pound the steering wheel in frustration? Do you really think Jerry, Jerry Lundgren is that kind of guy? <laughs> wow, I got a lot of ice in that like five minutes that he was in there. Well, you know, it's cold. <laughs> he pounded something. What does he need all this money for, Dan? That's a good question. That's really poor scraping technique. I mean, he was... Yeah, you'd think he'd know better. He would. Do you think he'll notice that she's missing? Nah. <laughs> they left the crowbar? He has Playboy Wait. in his bathroom. I was just about to say. <laughs> For the article, certainly. Maybe she went to get a new shower Someone curtain. Someone stole my shower curtain. <laughs> this is actually how... This is actually how William H. Macy warms up. Yeah. Man, those phones are very old school. <laughs> okay. Paul Bunyan just got a lot creepier. Yeah. I feel like I've been to the actual place where that Paul Bunyan statue is. It I don't seems think like it's, a place you'd go. I don't think it's that Brainerd, though. No? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I had the same thought, so maybe it's just a really common sculpture. <laughs> oh, she's actually alive. See, I shot... I thought she was dead, too. Yeah. seems again like very poor planning on the part of the kidnappers what 
I just want to say I feel really bad for this police officer. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to go well. You can trust a guy with Steve Buscemi's mustache. <laughs> no matter if it's Steve Buscemi or not. Right. How did you get Steve Buscemi's mustache? It doesn't matter. Trust me. Really? Do I ask about the shark? Could you get your freaking flashlight out of my freaking face? Yeah, this day is just not going well for anybody. The one honest police officer. Well, that was gruesome. That was a fountain of blood. (laughs) And that's the guy he vouched for? Oh, is that the one he vouched for? I I thought he did. How did these two get connected? That's, that's the subject of a free prequel. Far going. <laughs> you are a smooth, smooth. And the thing is, they each only get to 20000 and then they've got to pay taxes on that 20000 I don't know if it's worth it. Oh, I mean, they got to cut in the accountant. <laughs> I mean, self-employment tax alone for right. freelance kidnappers. I'll bet that police officer was up all night memorizing his lines.
Boy, I hope that's not another uh, police car or else you're really screwed. Boy, this day is just really not going well. Oh, now he's a litter bug, too. This guy really is bad. Watch out for the slippery mud. They disappeared. Or turn their lights off, at least. Yes. Not allowed out here. Holy shit. I guess that car has all-wheel drive. The ones on the top and bottom. Oh, a lot of bad news on this road tonight. Yeah. He's a really good shot. Yeah, it's not an easy one to make. And that guy didn't have a blood explosion. I mean, we couldn't see it was on the other side. I guess that's true. I'm not really familiar with the physics. He could have missed. We didn't see, so it's possible she survived. She's fine. This is a lot of murder probably for Fargo. Yeah. Well, for Brainerd. I like that we're, what, like 20 minutes in and we still haven't seen Francis McDormand? Uh, we're more than 20 minutes in. We are 33 minutes in. Maybe it's all an elaborate fake-out. Maybe she's not even in this movie. <laughs> so uh, the other house is to pigs, as this house is to ducks. Hey, there she is. You betcha. This was her breakout role, right? I believe it was. <laughs> I'm sold. She is the best actress. Oh, hey, it's what's his name? 
it's um he played Drew Carey's brother on the Drew Carey show. Mm. John Carroll Lynch. She barely touched her breakfast. Oh, he'll eat it. <laughs> He's eating for two. Right. Wow, that was a long day of work. Well, when you start early in the morning, sometimes you don't finish till it's dark out. <laughs> Happens. Happens to all of us. My cop car almost always needs a jump. Yeah. I don't like people who call it a boost. I mean, I guess I don't mind the people, but I don't like calling it a boost. I prefer the term a jump. Yeah, a little late for that, buddy. She's a good sheriff. She doesn't know if they're friends. <laughs> nice guys always finish dead. <laughs> it's the name of my new noir book. I like that 
I, apparently the license car is police. Yeah. The license plate in the car. I love that joke. <laughs> she didn't get mad. I like that. You know, she corrected his mistake in police work. He is darn tootin'. <laughs> Wade is loaded. He does have a nice gold watch. Father of the year. <laughs> a lot of good father figures in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice white snake poster. These guys are professional. Right. There's been no indication that this would go wrong in any way. No cops. 
Now practice your accordion. While playing hockey. He really does a uh, <laughs> a great white snake cover on the accordion. Is that some sort of code? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this looks like a lovely vacation spot they do not plow a lot of roads here there's a lot of roads not a lot of plows I really am still wondering why William H. Macy needs all this money and he wants a million where he's only telling these guys that they get 40K. I don't think that one guy is a natural blonde, by the way. No. I don't think that's Steve Buscemi's natural mustache either. Oh, yeah? I think he took it off a guy. Oh, God. I kept thinking she was saying night crawlers. Mmm, delicious night crawlers. Doesn't she kind of look like uh, Elizabeth Banks? Tiny bit. I can see it. <laughs> no, no, I cannot. Nope. <laughs> it looked a little like Steve Buscemi. <laughs>
Do you think they wanted Sarah Palin for this movie? How old was Sarah Palin during this movie? (laughs) At least they got Pringles and beer. Right. The bare necessities. Oh boy. Hard out there for a cop. She doesn't need an alarm clock. (laughs) Yes. Is it good that this happens over email now?
Things are not going good for Jerry. But why does he want all this money, Dan? I need to see. He does get angry, and when he gets angry, he throws things. Like is the million that he wants for the ransom, so he can pay back these car loans that he didn't need in the first place. Like, what's he doing with all this money? He really wanted that parking lot deal. Somebody owes me an explanation. Well, he wanted the parking. He wanted the seven hundred and. I feel like he wanted that just because he wanted the seven hundred fifty thousand from them. Like either way, he just wants a payday so he can get out and do other stuff. I don't know. She's eating for twelve, apparently. Is this a cracker uh, bow? It's the old country buffet. <laughs> I don't know. No, wait, hold on. Ferger. I'm trying to read the menu. Yeah, it's a little hard to fry or something. Oh, they sit next to each other. That's sweet. I guess they haven't been married that long, eh? Uh, at least eight months, eh? <laughs> who could have perceived who could have predicted that yeah. this would go badly this is very surprising i thought this was seamless Well, I don't think she'd have to think. I think she could just know. You don't see a lot of speed limits on the actual road signs like that. Not super common, no. 
They're really not big on plowing the parking no, lots either. No, I mean, and like no other car has driven there, apparently. Well, there's a couple with a little less now. It's long-term parking. I'll tell you, that Oldsmobile handles like a dream in those snowdrifts. Yeah. That's... William H. Macy sells a good car. Of all the places to park, it's right in the middle. Uh-huh. Oh, that's clever. Who's going to miss a couple random parking plates? Not me. They put out a casting call for weird-looking people. Yeah. No teeth have ever been that long in the history of mankind. He's a nice guy. He was angry. A cop? He's quite the doodler. He is. face (laughs) 
He's not really a good liar. Nope. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm thinking, in retrospect, hindsight being Tell 2020, me. that maybe William H. Macy should not have pursued a life of crime. Yeah, it's maybe not the best career choice for him. He seemed to be doing okay with car salesing. Right. Salesing? Salesman. Salesmaning. That's a good one. Son of a Gunderson. I like that. She's a woman who knows what she wants. Can't tell if this guy's full of shit or not. <laughs> yeah.
your your accent's getting a little Italian there, buddy. <laughs> I was so lonely. <laughs> He's played by Mario. Wow, keeping that accent while singing is no small task. Kidnap people mostly for money. <laughs> and murder. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a face. Well, that was more Buscemi than I needed to see. <laughs> wow, Shep does not mess around. Shep is easily frustrated. Boy, he's angry. Oh, at least he's back on his feet. The drop will probably all go fine, though. But he's going to give him a whole million. As I understand, that's the easiest part of the kidnapping. Oh, for sure. You betcha. <laughs> That's a perfect plan.
Well, that was not entirely expected. Overall, I would say that Steve Buscemi won that exchange <laughs> if we're keeping score. Yeah, thing didn't, things didn't go all good for him, though. Yeah, it's like he's... No, no, never stick the yeah, gun in your pants. He's become a little bit unhinged, if you will. Ah, well, he won't be eating any jawbreakers anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> he's going to feel a lot better about himself when he sees what's inside that briefcase. You think there's actually money in the briefcase? I want to believe. They're up to what, like four bodies? Man. At least. Oh, that if that same guy's there, things are not going to go well for him. <laughs> How did he miss this? Oh, man. William H. Macy, you really screwed this up. On the plus side, your shitty father-in-law is dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you're in his will. <laughs> there are some silver linings. Well, you know, undoubtedly, his wife and son are That probably world. looks super bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah I, I guess that's the only option uh, I guess he didn't open the fucking gate <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> hey I wrote this Nailed movie it. oh boy I'm surprised that that guy wouldn't just open the gate though to be honest yeah, I feel like I'd probably... Clearly that man was in distress. Doesn't seem like a guy you want to challenge. Did he leave his dead father-in-law in his trunk? Because I feel like that oh, could be I problematic. The cold really preserves, though. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty tired. <laughs> it's a hard day of trying to get your mother back from kidnappers. We haven't seen the mother in a while. She's hanging out with the uh, the guy, the blonde who guy. I know from Prison Break, and you know from other stuff. <laughs> that newspaper thing is facing backwards. 
That's how we got to this moment. Minnesota are terrible at giving descriptions of other people in Minnesota. That's true. I haven't used a push broom on my driveway. Am I supposed to be using a push broom on my driveway in the winter? You're doing it wrong. Do you use a push broom? Yeah. Oh, this looks like it went well. Yeah. <laughs> if if he doesn't use a cut myself shaving line. Well, actually, it does look like it went pretty well. Except for the hole in his jaw. Right. Nothing that a million dollars can't fix. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money, dude. That, yeah, that is a lot of money. Hundreds don't really don't look they... like that anymore, but still. Well, he only thought he was getting eighty thousand dollars. Oh, I right? know. And originally, he agreed to do this deal for forty thousand, of which he'd only get half. This is gonna be gross. Oh man, you, that was all you had? One napkin? I'm surprised he doesn't pack some snow on it. Probably not very sanitary. But the rest of this process is sanitary. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this windfall is truly jaw-dropping. Yeah. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? Have you ever seen the movie Very Bad Things? I never have seen it, but I'm familiar with it. I may have seen part of it. I'm a big fan. This movie reminds That's me of the a little bit. the one with the, they accidentally kill a hooker in Vegas. Uh, during like a bachelor party or something. Right. A stripper who also stripper. was willing to Sorry. sleep with people for money. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be judgmental. Right. You know, it's really good to hide it in the snow that's covered in blood. Right. Like I find that that is a sneaky place. You can recognize it that way. <laughs> Perfect. Up oh, there's the snow. See, if he had a smartphone, he could just drop a pin. Yeah. Yeah, although not many people know how to do that either. That's true. You could talk about tune that in. on the Macworld podcast. Yeah, tune in for our next podcast. Oh boy. 
He's pretty skeevy. So she's a pretty good detective. Yeah. She's a champ. As if this town wasn't cold enough. Miller genuine draft. (laughs) She eats a lot of fast food in this film. It's probably not good when you're pregnant. She also makes me really hungry for fast food in this film. is not good under pressure. <laughs> She's right. Making the Muppet face always goes over well. You have to have three syllables to work in this town. (laughs) I don't think he's coming back. I wonder if her spidey sense is tingling. You leave something incriminating on his desk? He's got that list of vehicle identification numbers. 
that he was deliberately making illegible. I want them to come back in right now. Nope, they're all there, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Apparently, I, I noticed that's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a little worried about Steve Buscemi right now. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Oh, man.
Probably tell them where you are. That sounds like the sound of a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> she should probably have waited for backup. <clears throat> I mean, they have killed like three people. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> three people that she knows of. It's actually many more, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she, she's aware. She's investigating a triple homicide. She puts the brain in Brainerd. <laughs> she doesn't even have her weapon drawn. Not even like a watercolor. That was a weapon drawn joke, Dan. I got it. I didn't hear enough loud guffawing. I laughed in my head. <laughs> there she goes. She's got a gun. Or a notepad to draw her gun. <laughs> Toss that one right back at you. Thank you. You know, Penn and Teller do a trick sometimes where they toss a bunny into a wood chipper. That's all. <laughs> Fortunately, that doesn't look suspicious. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. This guy is a little bit uh, psycho. Ugh. There's no barrel on that gun. Took her two shots, but she got the job done. I was worried that she was going to have the baby right then. <laughs> and then he'd help her deliver it, and it would be a heartwarming story. That was a far-gone conclusion. Oh, so far-gone. This looks so sad all the time. <laughs> He's seen a lot of crazy stuff. He's getting a pretty stern talking to right now.
She asked you a question. He seems very tired. Oh man, they're gonna really need that ambulance for the guy in the wood chipper. Yeah, they'll get him fixed up. Yeah. Hey, the snowplow. That <laughs> finally. This movie knows more town names in North Dakota than I do. Son of a Gunderson. <laughs> Hope he didn't still have his father-in-law in his car trunk. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath. I never see him working on his paintings. Maybe that's one over the bed. <clears throat> She's right. Yeah. Except for the, now the forever stamps. They've just put it, her husband out of uh, out of work. I prefer the five ever stamp. We'll name him Chipper. <laughs> well, Dan, I have some good news for you. Does it have to do with the movie Fargo? You and I have now seen Fargo. Let me ask you, Lex, if you had to rate this <laughs> it's out of five stars. I'm debating right now. 
Netflix definitely has me wrong because it's no fewer than four stars. I I feel like a four stars seemed pretty good to me. I felt like it's you know I I will say this, regardless of good or bad, I've never seen a Coen Brothers movie that hasn't been interesting. Yeah, I think that's certainly I don't true. always I don't always like them, um, but I usually appreciate they they are directors that seem to make. They make decisions, right? right? And I think that's, for me, that's always the, the thing I look for in a good film is you made choices, you decided to, like, you know, do something that had a particular purpose behind it rather than just being kind of empty, uh, you know, bland, <laughs> what have Who you. Who played Victim in Field? I missed it. <laughs> Vic- Vic- Wait, is that Prince? <laughs> I, I don't think that was Prince. But, uh, yeah. So... Uh, I get where you're going there. Um, the here's what I'm thinking. I liked the movie. Uh, it is not Prince, by the way, who plays Victim and Field, but I, I liked it a lot. And I think that you're right that you know they made clear decisions here. The decision that I question is why did they make this movie? <laughs> you know, that is why did they tell this story? Uh, I liked it. I found it funny and obviously dark, uh, but I enjoyed the movie. I would give it, uh, you know, at least four stars. I would probably give it four and a half stars if Netflix allowed me. But I spent much of the time and now wondering why why did they make this movie? Incidentally, that is the print sign. It's just on its side. Yeah, it's it's an in-joke, apparently. I gotcha. According to IMDb. I see. Um, so, well, here's the thing. I, I don't know. I made a joke in there about something about about noir. And to me, this is very much a noir in the way that it plays. Like, the structure of it is a noir. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, everything kind of, nothing works out, right? Even the people who attempt to profit, you know, from these crimes end up screwed, right? No one gets the money. It's It's buried in the field there forever. You know, Steve Buscemi's character gets dead. Peter Stormare ends up in jail. Jerry Lundgren presumably ends up in jail. Yeah. In jail. Um, and to me, that's a very that's got a very noir aspect to it. But I think they decided they wanted to like let's transplant, you know, the noir movie structure, but put it in an unlikely place, right? With an unlikely type of character. You know, all these characters who are these like oh, gee shucks, Midwestern accent um, folks, which is really really interesting. Um, and I think they, they do a really good job of it. But still, at the end of it, it is funny to me, like, as the movie. They don't get it, right? Like, they just, you know, the, the main characters. They don't understand all this bizarre, you know, noir stylized type thing that's going on. Um, and, I mean, I think it's interesting because uh, you mentioned you saw The Big Lebowski once at some point. Right. I think I've only seen it once or twice. But it also is kind of a noir in its structure um, in that... You know the um, the dude kind of fits the bill as like a a private eye, except for the fact that he has no idea what is going on through the entire movie. <laughs> so I think they enjoy doing that like tonal thing where they're like, all right, we're going to shoot for this particular tone, but we're going to transpose it on top of a an unlikely setting with characters who aren't the stereotypical characters. Kind of like it's it's sort of um, mix and match, which is the same way that uh, Weird Al Yankovic says he writes his original songs. I'd like to talk about this topic in the style of this artist. You're saying that they kind of take a right. similar approach. Right. Absolutely. It's like it, it you know, it's like watching, uh, I was trying to think of another good example of, uh, of something like this, but uh, the Weird Al thing I think is actually pretty good on the mark. It's like, let's, let's 
play with let's play with style. Um, and the, I guess the Coens, I think they're probably big noir fans, and they're probably the best sort of modern uh, capturers of that aesthetic. I mean, I know a lot of the other movies that they've made, including uh, their first movie, Blood Simple, I think probably is you could classify as a noir. Um, the Man Who Wasn't There is an incredibly strange movie, but is clearly owes a lot to noir. Um, and uh, and I would put this in Big Lebowski in that in that same category. Um, no Country for Old Men. Even yep. I think you know that definitely fits the bill. Again, it's in a slightly different, transposed into a different place, but it's definitely got that sort of structure to it. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what they do. They just sort of bounce around and tell this, you know, these kinds of bleak stories in these different places. And it's kind of neat to put them the, the contrast in there with these characters who do not fit in a noir. I think that's very astute. Yeah, and I, I would totally agree. I um. I was impressed with just about every performance in this movie. I don't know all the actors' names, but <laughs> I thought Frances McDormand was obviously very good. I thought William H. Macy was excellent. She she did, in fact, win uh, a Best Actress wow. for, and, for this. Mr. Macy got nothing? Uh, he, it, it, was, it, got, it earned seven Academy Award nominations, one for Best Original Screenplay and Best Actress. Um, nominated, he was nominated. Yeah, I thought he for did best supporting. I thought he did really well. I agree. And yeah, the, he was his, fantastic. His father-in-law, I guess that was your friend Harvey. Harvey, Harv. Harv. I don't know how to. But uh, I thought he was. I just, I really thought that uh, Francis McDormand's uh, husband. I thought they were all excellent. The only, the subplot I didn't quite understand, although I still enjoyed the performance, <laughs> was the um, her old classmate who wants to seduce her. Yeah, that did seem like an odd choice. I think there is something to. I mean, again, I was kind of joking around with like she's, you know, she's the world's greatest detective. Like she's really good at the whole crime thing, right? She nails every single detail, and yet when it comes to her dealing with her own sort of like personal life, I think there's an aspect of the, you know, she doesn't really see it the same way. Right. But yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it feels strange. Yeah. Um. But again, it has kind of that weird sort of abstract encounter feel that you get in sometimes in noir movies where you get things that don't quite make sense or seem out of character. And I I don't know why. I mean, it just, it's a, it's a weird sort of alienating thing, right? With this, when you have this main character and there's someone who they're interacting with and it doesn't, it isn't really related to what's going on and it's kind of vaguely uncomfortable and all that. But yeah, I don't know. But um, it was, you know, (laughs) I had asked you while we were watching if you'd seen the movie Very Bad Things. Um, yes. Both, uh, I mean, a very different movie, but both dark comedies, both comedies that involve a lot of murder. And mm-hmm. to be able to laugh at them, you have to kind of really be able to say, you know what, these are all fake murders and this story is being told for my amusement and so it's okay for me to be laughing. <laughs> um, but I really like Very Bad Things, although most people, I think, hate it. <laughs> where Fargo I think most people who have seen it like it and I liked it too Um, but you do have to I always have to have this moment where I'm saying it's okay self you can enjoy this movie and you know the fact that these people are killing all these poor innocent people like you can't spend time thinking about that poor innocent couple that was driving by saw him trying to dispose of the cop's body and now end up dead themselves they've done nothing wrong and end up dead and Right. Not that the cop did anything wrong either, but you got the idea. But so I have to make sure I don't think about their families and all the <laughs> the loss that they will be suffering. 
Uh, but well, well, we also so here's the thing: is you you asked several times during the course of the movie what he needed all this money for. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that we get a a good answer to that. Yeah, he just wants it, which I can understand. Yeah, is he just is he dissatisfied with his career choice, or he just feel like he needs to get one up over his father-in-law? Yeah, I think it's really that, right? The the impression that I take away at the end of the day is his father-in-law has tons of money and he doesn't, and he wants to find a way that he can make a big boatload of cash. Also, he's kind of he's kind of been like emasculated, right, by his father-in-law, who's clearly like the man of the family, right? Yeah, and his father-in-law hates him, seemingly without good reason. Well, he's kind of a he's kind of a wimp. Well, right? I guess like that's kind of what we get from right. him. Right? It's hard to say without good reason, since his son did orchestrate the faux kidnapping of his <laughs> wife or son-in-law. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I overall, although I asked many times, why does he want this money? I approve of their decision not to ever explain precisely why. It's interesting. It reminded me a little bit. If you, have you ever seen Psycho? Yes, the original. I've seen both it Psychos. Wrote, there's more than I think. There's like seven or something ridiculous. I've seen the I mean, Hitchcock they, one and the Anne Hayes starring one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, all right. They're they're actually sequels to the yes, original yes. one, which is very. They get like increasingly bad. I think. Yes. Um, but it reminded me a little bit of that. In in that, I, I love that movie because the it's such a it's such a strange movie structurally speaking because it's a total fake out. Right. You know, you spend the first half an hour, forty minutes with um, Janet Lee, and then it turns out that spoiler alert. You know, yeah, spoiler alert. She may not make it through the entire movie, but the the money in that movie is all kind of a red herring, right? Um, in that it doesn't end up being super important to the central plot, um, and I kind of felt like there was a similar thing going on here with the money, in that like you know you establish that the money is wanted, and that you know Jerry is willing to do certain things to get that money. It's not necessarily that important what his motivations behind wanting that money are. <laughs> Right. Other than it could just, but his wanting of that money is what sets everything into motion. Yes. And um, uh, I think if there's if there's a reason not to like this movie, and I don't think there is. I like the movie, but I I feel like the I wanted to see a little bit more of again why they went to that old high school friend. Although you're right that it's it's interesting to show. Look, she's a terrible detective when it's there's no murder involved. Um, but the, the son, I felt that the son got really funny pretty early on when he drops the F-bomb in the middle of a conversation with his parents when he's mad about something. Uh, but then he mostly vanishes from the movie. Like you only hear him from off screen. Yeah, it is again. Yeah. Interesting. You kind of, he does kind of disappear. You're right. And it's so apparent. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, I, I hate to pull the as a parent card, but, you know, I, I have to feel bad for him because, I mean, he's now effectively orphaned, right? His father's going to be in jail and his mom is dead. And uh, I don't know. You're really, I, I didn't him. realize you were so empathetic to these characters from this, you know, these fictional characters, despite the, as we said, despite the boilerplate that played at the beginning. Right. They may, this may have been based on somewhat factual events, but it is not directly. No. It is, uh, they they basically did it so people would be more willing to suspend their disbelief. I read, and um, the the uh, the the rumor mill is that or the uh, what do you call it the uh, the rumor rumor wood chipper right the rumor wood chipper no there's another like the 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 story like the this the the old one I can't think what the word is but anyway the the story is that some people go and try to find the buried money thinking that the movie really is telling a true story. Huh. They're looking for the red ice scraper somewhere, yeah. so, somewhere in North Dakota. So if you want to have fun in North Dakota, just bury some 
That is <laughs> literally the only way to have fun in Rustic <laughs> Well, there's Park. that or find yourself a wood chipper. Uh, yeah, that's a good time right there. I'm amused that um, not only... So there is a currently, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, there is currently a series uh, airing on FX. Right. Um, a 10-episode series uh, with Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton. Um, what's interesting I was just reading is that they tried to make a television series of this prior uh, in 1997. With, uh, with uh, Edie Falco. Edie Falco right. as Marge, and it was directed by Kathy Bates. Mm. She knows something about snow-based misery. <laughs> Indeed she does. So I, I apparently people have thought this is a rich vein for television shows. Personally, I don't know that I understand it. Like, I, can't, I feel like there can't be too many wacky hijinks happening in Fargo. Right. But maybe well, I'm wrong. They, I guess I'll have to who, check it out. Who do Martin Freeman and um, whoever else you said play in this new version? Um, it doesn't... I mean... It says, the premise is, in 2006, a drifter named Lauren Malvo, Billy Bob Thornton, arrives Billy in Bemidji, Bemidji, Minnesota, and influences the population with his malice and violence, including put-upon insurance salesman Lester Nygaard, played by Martin Freeman. Wow. Okay. Uh, I didn't TiVo it, and it, it just debuted earlier in April. So. Well, maybe I'll pick it up on uh, pick it up on. On Netflix you should or watch Breaking Bad arms. first. You should do that. Okay. Um, uh, Bob Odenkirk is is in this, and I believe he was also in Breaking he Bad. He was, and there he's in the Breaking Bad spinoff that is yet to debut. Um, so uh, overall, though, you're you're happy to have seen it. I yeah, I definitely give it a thumbs up. I'm glad to have seen it. I enjoyed it. I this is one of my. I would rank this high on my Coen Brothers list. I yeah, think. I would too. I I think I would put it right at the top of my Coen Brothers list. Okay, that's good. I yeah, I'm trying to remember. I've I've seen a lot of movies by them, um, most of which I see. So you didn't like Oh Brother Where I, I did not. I did. Like I was that in college one, when I watched I, it, and I my, understand. my then girlfriend, now wife, and I both fell asleep watching it. So I've never seen the whole thing, gotcha. but we fell asleep. Well, I I yeah, maybe you would feel differently about it now, but maybe not. I I enjoy it, but I realize it's a very, um, again, kind of a a. Acquired taste, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, they've they made a lot of really good movies. I haven't seen some of them. I did see True Grit. Um, I liked it, but it was not quite the movie I expected it to be. Their movies are always like that, right? Like, <laughs> Especially when you see the marketing. It's like, oh, it's this kind of movie. And then you go and you watch it, and you're like, yeah, that was like a – like I saw that movie, but through a, wor- a weird like funhouse lens that I didn't quite expect to see it through. Right. Um, and they kind of go back and forth between movies that are like – True Grit, you know, which is kind of a Western homage type thing. And, you know, No Country for Old Men, which we discussed. And, yeah, they have a quite the quite the broad uh, canvas um, to paint upon. But I think that the uh, this is probably within my, my top two or three Coen Brothers movies. That's great. So I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'll show you next week. Cause we, it is your turn. Yeah, we have decided yes. that I will, I will show you a movie that I've seen and you haven't. And... <sighs> There's there's a lot of ways to go here, because okay. I could try to keep it in the uh, comedy wherein many horrible things happen vein. Okay, like uh, you know, Pulp Fiction, not exactly a comedy, but definitely funny and definitely like filled with horrible stuff. And I don't know if you'd like it or not. Uh, then there's just you know entertaining with lots of people dying, like Goodfellas. Although John Syracuse has insisted that I not show you Goodfellas during this show, that you have to experience it on your own. Uh, 
Also, it's fairly, it's fairly long. Right, is it, it is. It would be like a 12-hour episode. Um, and it's it's funny because, you know, when it's a movie that I really think you'll really like, kind of like today's, you know, we're watching Fargo, and I think that both of us probably noticed that on occasion during the commentary track portion, we didn't say too much because you didn't want to miss any great lines. <laughs> we, yeah, we are enjoying yeah. it. And that, that does take so it's, the forefront. So it's an argument point. for showing you movies that you'll hate so that it's easier to mock. <laughs> um, on the creepy, disturbing side, I was thinking of Silence of the Lambs. And again, these are all movies that I already know that you haven't seen. Um, then I'm thinking, well, we could just go super lighthearted comedy where also horrible things happen, but no murders or anything. Like there's something about Mary, which is my favorite Farrelly Brothers comedy. Uh, but you don't love stupid comedies the way I do. Are you just working through your list right now? No, I, like I, I actually know what my answer you do have, is. You have a conclusion. Yeah. Okay. And so what I've decided is I want to kick this season off like we. this is our premiere, but I want to continue on a high something yeah and what i want to do is show you a movie that i am 100 percent certain you will love okay wow all right that is a pretty that's the lex friedman guarantee so next week and we're releasing the episode early next wednesday uh may 7th 7th. i knew that next wednesday may 7th uh we're going to release an episode in which you and i will watch moon oh I have not seen Moon. Yes, I'm <laughs> well, interested in that Moon. That would be the conceit of the show, Shoot. my friend. Woo! Does that bullet. <laughs> but uh, do you know anything about it? You don't have to tell me too much. I know a couple things about it. Um, among other things, I believe it's directed by... Was it? Hold on, let's see. He's the son of... And now I'm going to get totally confused. I thought I was pretty sure it was David Bowie. Is he David Bowie's son? Uh, I don't even know. Duncan Jones. That sounds quite uh, possible. It's either David Bowie or I don't think it's I think uh, I think it is David Bowie. Now the movie used to be streaming on Netflix and isn't anymore. Yeah, but we'll have to figure it out. I have seen his subsequent film, Source Code. I don't think I don't remember if I saw Source Code. Not bad, actually. Weird, not bad. But uh, Moon is really good. You're gonna like it. You're okay. gonna have a good time. All right, I'm I am looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Dan, for uh, for watching Fargo with me. And uh, My I just want to remind you and all our listeners that they should go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com and hit the microphone and type in not playing and then they can get super cheap chocolate covered strawberries. Why wouldn't they? Also, if you feel so inclined while you happen to be on the web and clicking on things and stuff like that, you can always go to the iTunes store mm. and, and give, us a little, give us a little rating or write a little review if you enjoy the show. If you don't enjoy the show, you can also write a little review. Just I, review somebody else's podcast. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Yeah, or yeah, find something else that you really enjoy. Or you can write a bad review of us. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. While we see a movie we haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> the ever popular, we don't know how to end this show. <laughs> doesn't even have her weapon drawn not even like a watercolor that was a weapon drawn joke dan i got it i didn't hear enough loud guffawing i left in my head (laughs) there she goes she's got a gun or a notepad to draw her gun (laughs) toss that one right back at you thank you